Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is five steps to short-term vacation rental investing. In this video, I'm going to share with you a new twist, thanks to technology, on the age-old concept of short-term renting of a house or of a condo. And not just so you can have a vacation home. In fact, I have a video, How to Make Your Vacation Home Dreams a Reality. I'm going to take you to a whole new level and look at this concept from the lens of actually doing it from an investor standpoint, to buy real estate for this expressed purpose. And things like Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, and now to a lesser extent TripAdvisor, this is an amazing way to make more money with a rental than the traditional way. I have a video called Three Ways to Turn a House into a Cash-Flowing Machine. And in that video, I introduced this concept of being able to produce more profits with the same house by converting it into a short-term rental and a vacation rental. Now, to be clear, you don't necessarily have to be in some far-off Caribbean island or some ski resort to make this concept work. It can work in a lot of places because, in a way, it's competing against hotels and motels. And more and more travelers are traveling as a family, and they want to have more space and more room when they go on vacation. And thanks to technology, we can now put this all together and put it into your hands as opposed to just some select local property managers. Vacation rental investing is for real. And I personally do it. So I have a tremendous amount of experience. And so in sharing this video with you, I know what I'm talking about. And it can make you a lot more money than the traditional rental. So here are the five steps. Step one in being able to do this is somewhat obvious. You need to research. There's a couple of things in, in particular I want you to research. The first is the legality. This is somewhat new in a way, the idea that someone can put their house up for short-term rent. And a lot of these houses are in little residential neighborhoods, and they're zoned as a single-family home. And so what happens is some of these communities, this is so fast, they don't even have laws in place for this kind of stuff. And then what they do is they change the law, if there is none, or they put one in place that says you can't rent it for more than uh, for less than 30 days. So... I need you to do your research on the legality because that could be a big deal killer. You get this going, you have all these bookings set up, some as far as a year in advance, and then boom, the government says you can't do it. So make sure you do your research on that. And then the next thing is you need to see if it's going to make any money. So you need to look into uh, what other, that are already on there, other properties, let's say um, homeaway.com, that's an easy one to do it on. Um, an Airbnb, that's another one. So go look at some, quote, competitors. See what they're, they're running um, their, uh, their nightly rates for. And then look at the calendar and see how booked up it is. You might even want to call a local property manager. Another thing I'm going to talk about here in a minute is a booking agent. And their, their organization could look into some of their statistics as well. So look at what it's bringing in. And the, mo- the, the, the main number you want to get to more than anything else is the gross. What is the gross revenue? Now, I'm not talking about when they, when they collect an extra 12.5% for taxes or a cleaning fee. I'm talking about the actual rental money that could go to you as the owner. What is the gross amount? 
And then you can start to look at, okay, if the gross amount is, let's say, let's say it's 45000 okay, well, then how much are my utilities going to be? Because that's, that's extra, and your normal rental would not have to pay for utilities. You know, you get your gas, maybe, you get your electrical, you got your water, you might have your sewer and your trash, then you're also potentially going to have uh, cable and internet. Some people try to uh, cut corners and, and not offer cable TV, just real quick on that. Uh, but the cable uh, organizations around the world have figured this out. And so what they do is they make uh, the idea of just buying Internet maybe like $75 a month. But if you go ahead and get the cable and whatnot, it's $85 a month. So oftentimes, cable TV is not that much more expensive than Internet. But travels run Internet as well. So you got utilities that you've got to, you've got to factor in there. You may have things like uh, lawn care. That's another one. You may, if you have a pool, you, of course, have pool care. So you're going to need to look at what is the revenue you're going to generate um, because I'm not, put, I'm not including taxes or insurance because you'd have that no matter what. But what kind of revenue are you going to generate? And is it significantly more than if you did a normal rental? So this is something that you want to do. You want to do your research. Legality, and is it actually going to make any money? Number two is my personal favorite, the sweet spot property. That's the property that's going to give you the most beds, at the, at the least amount of cost, but also has all the amenities, right? So if, uh, if you're in the Smoky Mountains, it's going to need a view. Uh, ideally, it's not incredibly difficult to get your car up the mountain. And maybe it's got a flat driveway. Ideally, it's a log cabin, not just some stick-built home. Um, let's say you're, you're near the water. You want to be close to the beach. You don't necessarily have to be waterfront. Waterfront properties typically cost more, but they don't generate nearly as much revenue to uh, compensate for the extra uh, the cost to purchase. So you can be near the ocean, but it needs to be near. Right? It doesn't need to be uh, a long um, a bike ride or a really long car ride to get to the ocean. So try to figure out what those amenities are. And that's simple by going back to studying what your competition is. What are they putting in their ads? I mean, really study what they're offering to figure out and pick up on ideas on what those amenities need to be. And, uh, and then, you know, sleep number is another one. So maybe you've only got three bedrooms, but it's got an extra bonus room that you can put some bunk beds in. So the number of people it sleeps is a huge determining factor on how much more money you can get. So the sweet spot property has the amenities and has the beds, and then it has to have the ability to just to have a, I'm going to call it a wow factor. So the wow factor is the idea, and you can, you can fabricate some of this by the way in, in which you furnish the property and renovate it, but some way when people go there, they just love it. Again, I'm going to go back to the Smoky Mountains. It's got a great view. Or um, if it's, if, let's say you're just in a, in, a, in a major city. You're not in some super destination. It just needs to be it may be accessible to the uh, subway or some way where it's got something there that people are really, really going to like. And if it's a complete dump, you're going to absolutely have to renovate it, which brings us to number three, renovate and furnish. Now, you may not have to renovate very much, but usually there's certain things you may need to accomplish to make it far more traveler-friendly. But this is where you really can win big, furnishings. If you make this place just wonderful, so you've got leather couches, and you've got great things on the wall, you make it feel homey, you do all the little things, you've got all the, the, the pots and the pans and, the, and everything you need so that as a traveler you feel like you're at home, you can make up for some lack of amenities that a property doesn't have. Maybe it isn't all that close to the water as much as it should be. But if you can make it wonderful, 
if when people walk in, they're just like, wow, this place is great. You got plenty of towels. You know, all those little things. They're not that expensive, but they make a huge difference. Now, this is by far the biggest separator from going to a normal traditional investing arrangement versus short-term rentals or vacation rentals. You're going to have to pay to get it furnished. And this can be ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. So this is definitely more difficult for those that are cash challenged because you can't usually borrow money on furnishings unless you get a credit card and those interest rates are too high. You don't have to have the cash to do it. But you have to look at the math that we started with on step one. If it's going to make enough money, then the furnishings are negligible. In fact, many of the deals that I do, I can make up for the furnishings in a half of a year. I get them all paid off. So. Make it wonderful. Make it a home. And it will have a huge impact on your star ratings, which makes a big deal over time. But also, it makes a, a huge impact on the ability to get these people to come back. Because ideally, you start building a, a, a brand, if you will, where people want to stay in your properties because they're just wonderful. Because they have all of the, the little things that most people don't have. And this is where so many of the people that have been in the short-term rental business for a little bit of time, a couple of years now, this is where they always skimp. They always get cheap on the furnishings. Don't do that. This is where you can win and win big. As you can tell, my stuff, on my properties, I have amazing furniture. People love it. Even if the property doesn't have all the other details it should have, I can make up for it and then some in furnishings because they're going to stay in the property anyway. They're going to be in the property so much. If you've got nice furniture... A lot of things else will, will cancel out. Number four, booking agents. So with a short-term rental, especially on platforms like HomeAway, Airbnb, VRBO, TripAdvisor, they require you to respond in 24 hours or less. Well, that's not freedom, right? I mean, at least with a traditional rental, you just have to pick up your rent each month and maybe pick up a phone or call or two, or you, you hire a property manager to do it. Well, a booking agent is kind of like a property manager, only they're more suited for this particular industry. So they're the ones that are handling those inquiries that are coming in usually on a daily basis. Now, uh, perhaps the, uh, the biggest one out there is EvolveVacationRental.com. Now, what's so wonderful about a group like this is not just that they're going to pick up the phones. Uh, they're also going to manage your listings. If you don't know how to set up an Airbnb or a VRBO or a HomeAway listing account very well, then you're going to be in trouble because that's where all the bookings come from. So you got to make that look good. These people have already figured that out, and they'll manage it for you. And this is the other big thing that they're going to do. This one's huge. Dynamic pricing. Dynamic pricing. There are tools out there now that the hotel industry has been using for eons where they will dynamically price the unit based on time of year, based on if it's a peak week or not because of some event coming to town, also based on what the hotels are charging, what the other competition is like out there, and it's, it's amazing. Now, they have already built into what they're doing. If you, if you want to build your own Airbnb accounts and whatnot, uh, which is what I do. I have complete control, but I've also hired people. And I, I mean, this was even before I knew these, these organizations existed. But um, uh, I use a thing called usewheelhouse.com. Usewheelhouse.com. And let me tell you, pricing, 
This is going to make or break you in this game. So often, you're going to price it too low. And once that little slot of time is booked, you don't get it back. So if you have shortchanged yourself, you're losing money. You're leaving money on the table. Killed me for years on this. So used wheelhouse has been a game changer for me. Because it dynamically prices. And I knew the pricing as well as my, my team. We knew the pricing pretty well. But when I saw with these what the, their algorithms were doing, I was kind of blown away because they were they were pricing some of the peak weeks a lot higher than I was. Anyways, I made the adjustments. I still got the bookings, just more money. So uh, dynamic pricing, but a group like Evolve Vacation Rental will do that. There's another group that's uh, that's like them called uh, Vacasa.com, and, um, and I think there's another one called Red Awning. And um, the thing is, is I haven't used these services, y'all, so I can't tell you all of the potential negatives that could come with them. But in general, the biggest problem you're going to have is not responding quickly enough, not setting up your listing right, and definitely not pricing it right. And so even if these folks, now these groups, they, they charge 10% here, by the way. Uh, I don't know what these, these folks do, but that's, that's, a, that's a win-win. They're going to make sure you get it priced right. They're going to make sure you run um, everything that's responded to correctly. The ad is saying the right things. And so you should be able to more than make up for the 10% you have to pay them. And it creates some automation in your life as well. And again, uh, to disclaim, I manage all of my own stuff with my staff, but that's because we've been doing it for a while, and my all of my listings have been built up and have tons of reviews. And if I switched over to them now, then I would lose all my reviews. So I, I have to keep what I'm, what I'm doing. But I can recommend to you, if you're first getting started, this might be a lot easier way to do it than the hard road I went through because I didn't have all of the... Uh, I didn't have all the information you're getting from me right now. I didn't have this. Nobody was teaching this stuff. All right, so let's get to number five. Number five, bookkeeping. This is above and beyond the normal bookkeeping of a property management system. You now have to deal with what's called occupancy taxes. This is what hotels and motels have been dealing with for as long as it's been in place. 12.5% to 13% is normal. Now, this gets paid above and beyond what you get paid. You can charge this to the guests, so it's not like it's going to be an expense to you, but you do have to pay the government what you collect. And there's a service called My Lodge Tax that I just heard about that will do this bookkeeping for you. I already have a bookkeeper in place doing all this, but one of the most frustrating things about setting up occupancy taxes is setting up the licenses and getting all these things in place, these different government organizations to actually get this done. This could take a while. One of my properties took over a day to get all this done. It took like 10 hours to get it set up just so I could pay the government. So mylodgetax.com supposedly will do this for you. I haven't used them, uh, but they're recommended by HomeAway, so they might be pretty good. All right, so those are your five steps. Research. Make sure you're picking up properties that actually can make the money we're looking at, as well as being legal. Number two, the sweet spot properties being with the most beds you can get and also have those amenities that those travelers are looking for. Number three, renovate and also furnish. The better you furnish, the better off you're going to be. Number four, uh, hire a booking agent. Now, I also failed to mention, not only do they help with the listings and they can do the dynamic pricing, but they also can help coordinate with the cleaning and the maintenance. And then number five, bookkeeping. It's important you pay your taxes as well. All right, now this obviously is a little bit more complicated than the normal traditional rental, but it can make more money, and there are a couple of other benefits I want to share with you real quick before we wrap up. Number one is that you don't have to evict anyone because they are travelers. They're coming in, they're coming out. It's fantastic. 
Evictions are non-existent. In the world of normal, traditional rentals, evictions are very common, and it's frustrating because the laws are set up mostly to protect tenants, so landlords typically get screwed. The next thing is you get your money up front. You're not chasing tenants for rent. They're paying you sometimes upwards of a year in advance. You're always getting your rental money. So I love this form of investing, but you do have to pick the right properties that are in a sweet spot, and you have to have done your research right, and all these things have to be in place. But when you do that, this can be a magical formula. You can make a lot more money for the same property you currently have that you might be doing a traditional rental on. All right, well, I'm Phil Pustioski with FreedomMentor.com. If you want to become a market-leading, incredibly successful real estate investor, consider my apprentice program where me and my team work hand-in-hand and turn people into money-making machines.